Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 16 of the Loose Change podcast, where we have a few guys giving their two cents on everything hockey. Uh, today, we're going to do off-season chats. We're going to talk about Calgary, some of the signings, some of the to-be-signed. And at the end of it all, before Brain's Love Corner, we are going to take a few minutes to shit on Pierre-Luc Dubois. Um, boys, how's it going? Tyler, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. For those that haven't followed on the Instagram, I do uh, at Pod Loose Change. I did an Instagram takeover this weekend at Ribfest. Lots of craft beers, lots of ribs, lots of drinking, lots of fun. But um, I want to know what you guys think. I want, no one cares about me. I want to know what you guys think about uh, Gaudreau signing in Columbus. Let's start there. Why would he not have, for those that don't know, why would he not have a no trade clause attached to his contract? Or why would he sign in Columbus at all? I feel so there's lots of questions that I don't really understand what's going on. Someone explain it to me. Hmm. Well, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brent. I was just going to say, when you have a once in a lifetime opportunity, you got to take it. And it's not every day that you get the chance to live in Ohio. So <laughs> if that comes at the expense of a no trade clause and a couple hundred million dollars, who am I to be you know who am i or any of us men yeah. amongst these gods of nhl stardom to make any uh criticisms of where they decide to go it's ohio do you know what's in ohio it's like saskatchewan but even smaller oh well, truth, wow truth be told i uh i have never been to ohio but i can't say i've heard many good things i haven't heard many bad things i haven't heard many things which I've, heard, live in Ohio? I've heard a lot of things about Cleveland and that it's like one of their best cities, isn't it? And it's like also one of the worst cities in America. I've not heard that. To be fair, I've only actually ever heard that Columbus is a very nice city. Oh, I said Cleveland, though. <laughs> oh, I know. I, they're all the same city. It's Ohio. They're what? Five minutes apart? <laughs> all I know is that I, mean, I can't believe that he's on Columbus. We know that... Cleveland is a t- junk city because Eric in our uh, fantasy football league cheers for a Cleveland team. Eric, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> the, and the Cleveland Browns too. If there's any Cleveland Browns fans listening to this podcast, we don't like your football team. And we specifically want Eric though. <laughs> <laughs> um, Guys, let's get into the hockey part of it. Is he going to light the lamp up with Line A now? Because I've seen a lot of people on Twitter who's looking at Gaudreau's assist numbers, Line A's goal numbers, and it seems like a match made in Columbus, Ohio heaven. Dude, that first line of uh, Gaudreau, Kadri, Line A is just going to be insane. You think they added Kadri? <laughs> well, apparently they made an offer, right? But it was either him or Gaudreau. So, no, I don't think. Man, how could you afford to put. Liney and Goudreau together at five on five, though. Is Goudreau not good defensively five on five? I mean, I, that's not what he is. For. I, I think he's, I think it's possible. I mean, I feel like to have enough. to be that good at five on five, like metrics wise, you have to be decent defensively. They'll score enough. Yeah. They got Boone Jenner as their center. Come on, they'll be okay. That's a I think it's exciting. It's exciting for Columbus fans, though, that, uh, they have this GM who's in this small market. We are shitting on the market a little bit already. They're in the small market. And in the past few years, we've seen him trade for Duchesne, Panarin, 
and now Gaudreau, like hats off to them. They actually feel like if I was in that, um, in that fandom, I would appreciate my GM swinging the fences, swinging for the fences, sorry, and getting all these stars, even though I don't think we should as a team, like be contending for these superstars, but we're getting them. Dude, they, they have, have such a good draft though. too. Like they're set up like all around, like very well. Mm-hmm. Like not it's to make it this year or next year, but like you said, they, they're set up with a lot of young players and I'm very happy if I'm a Columbus fan that I have this GM that's willing to go out and get these guys. Yeah. He offers sheeted Marner a few years yeah. back. Like what a rock star. Oh, this I guy forgot is. about that. Yeah, yeah. You can't scare this guy. When Marner went, I'm going to leave for an offer sheet. And then somebody went, hey, here's an offer sheet. And he went, ah, I'm not going to leave. Yeah. I was <laughs> uh, just kidding. Dude, I guess Columbus too. Underratedly, like, nice jerseys. Oh, I like them. Oh, I, I love their jerseys. I, I really dislike the uh, cannon. But yes, I was about to get into this. How can you I, sign I do like that the long-term deal? And knowing that every time you score, there's going to be that stupid cannon. I would not want to score at home. Isn't he scared of it? Johnny Goudreau? Yeah. He admitted <laughs> that. Flinching with it going off. Yeah. I flinched too, dude. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but... I can't believe that he's there. Do you guys think that they have any chance? I've been kind of disregarding yeah. them still. Do you think they have a above a 25% chance of making the playoffs here? I yeah, think so. Dude, I think the Metro is pretty open, to be honest with you. Yeah, the yeah. Metro is the weakest division now, I think. In the well, league? Pacific. No, yeah. Pacific. Well, oh, yeah, Pacific. Okay. No, sorry, Pacific is really bad. But yeah, in, in, in the East, yeah. Separated. I was just going to say, I don't know if we want to end on Columbus here, but there's something that we didn't talk about in pre-show that I want to kind of corral this into on the discussion of the Metro. And it's worth a discussion as well. It's Columbus. We don't have to wrap too much time on them. Yeah, sure. Okay, fuck I'm you, Columbus. Good. Control's going to be good. Yep. Uh, dude, we didn't talk about it, but like Lamorello is under some fucking heat on the island day. They got, they made yeah. zero signings oh, on yeah. free agency day. Like they didn't sign a single guy, like not even like a scrub, like fourth, like AHL liner. Like really? What's going on? Yeah. They made Who's none. on their team? Uh, Anders Lee. Matt yeah, Barzal, Komarov, Con- like Josh dude, Bailey, <laughs> what? Matt Martin, what? Is- Jordan Eberle, what's happening? No, like, he's on They're oh yeah, he's gone, dude. Like they have to go after a big name, right? Like it has to be by trade now. And they don't have that big, uh, those big media people yelling at them. But the inside of New York, I have already saw a newspaper that said "Silence of the Lamb." Yeah, mm-hmm. and that, that yeah, and that paper too is like been a tradition. What a header! Pro GM, pro ownership. Like people are starting to get pissed, and it's just like I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't have yelled at your franchise superstar when he walked away. It turns out maybe you did need him, but like, well, maybe they should sign so many terrible contracts to like old men. Oh, dude, the Anders <laughs> Lee deal. The, Anders uh, Brock Lee, Nelson. Brock Nelson's oh, not Brock a good Nelson's one. Joe is not a good one. I don't know if I love Paul the Mary one either. Yeah. Wow, this is turning into the shit on the Metro Division po- podcast, which Ooh, I don't mind. Strong, but then you have teams. I like do Dallas. like what the uh, the Pollock and Pellick signings, though. Those were great. Yeah, there's good players the there, right? But it's just like good too. They need a strong forward. We Man, know they, they were, don't. Like, I'm not bringing this have, up to just be like yeah. they're bringing it. Like I'm bringing it up, but like we know there was discussions with Vancouver, and it was most yeah. likely Miller that got canned. Like, does that force loose and to revisit those talks? Maybe. I mean, I could see it happening, but if you look at their team, it's they, just, we know have, they want to be competitive. Yeah. But like they have a 11 million in space. They have to resign Dobson, Romanov, and then um, ourselves next year. Is one of those guys on the outs then? 
Maybe. It can't, it can't be Romanov. You just traded for him. So is Dobson the potential return piece if you go after a big name forward? Let, let Maybe, me corral this Islanders They only have six NHL um, defense. Yeah, they, they only have six. They don't have anyone else. <laughs> yeah. So then it's going to be multiple players if you even do a deal. Do you like, guys think that they will improve at all next year, though? Because we're looking at an Islanders team that clearly their fans expect them to be in the running with this Metro division, it mm. feels like. Because they made the Eastern Conference Finals two years in a row before this last year. But last year, didn't Not they also with start this season on the road for like 40 games? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So you felt like this season, obviously, pretty stacked against you. Don't but you the want them to make it? Don't you want them to make this push? But going in, Okay, so like at the end of last year, I would have gone, I would have said, yep, they're going to make it next year. Like <sighs> the reason it's changed with the exact same roster is that they let the coach that's able to bring that roster. Mm-hmm. Barry Trotz that's is a guy who could take an underrated shitty team, not underrated or properly rated, but like what really is a bad team or like, you know, not a playoff team and bring him to the playoffs. Cause he's got that strict defensive structure that allows bad teams to be better. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Barry Trotz keeps costs down. Cause you pay him fucking however many million and you get to keep all these players on your team because you're winning <laughs> fucking championships and no one scores. There's no point producing, but it doesn't matter because you win and you get rid of them for whatever reason they decided. I don't know. Dude, who's the new coach there? Have they signed one yet? Let me Is it going to be Lou again? Imagine Lou oh gets me on the bench, God. but like whoever it is, it's not that. And like, I'm sorry. In today's NHL, Players don't want to go somewhere where you're not allowed to like have a mustache. I don't mean <laughs> or that, play like, any offense. Yeah, well, it's just, dude, they're the old man hockey days are done. No, that's a good point. Right. right? So like, it's kind of at this point where Lou, do you need to change your ways, or do you just mm-hmm. need to get out of the GM's chair? He's, I think, Islanders is going to be his last opportunity. It really yeah. feels that way. Yeah. And if not, it's like, hey, the guy's had a Hall of Fame career. He's one of the greatest GMs of all time. Absolutely. Cool. Like, yeah. It happens to everybody. Right. It's your time comes and it goes. You either die a hero or live long enough to become the villain, right? 100%. Yeah. And dude, like, Lou's been the villain all along. Like, you don't trade with him. And next thing you know, your feet are in concrete and you're at the bottom of the lake. Like, that's just what he is. <laughs> but I don't know. For the ever, it just feels like, I don't know. I remember when the Leafs hired Lou, I liked it. But I also kind of went, really? Like, I kind of feel like he's his best days are behind him. Like, even back to when he was on the Devils at the time of, like, the Corey Schneider-Bo Horvat trade, that feels like a pretty expensive price to pay for a goalie, mm-hmm. right? Right. That's, looking back, that was just a god-awful move for him. Dude, that was a, I mean, <laughs> so bad. You got robbed blind. Yeah. But the Islanders now then, do they... Islanders fans, do they look at Lou and this team and require now that they go out and sign Kadri or something? I think they so. need something else. They need. I mean, they else. don't have that many young players on their team. They definitely need to win now. Feels like it. It's not a rebuilding yeah. team. They, it's a team that's going for it. Uh, it just feels like it's going to crash and burn unless they go out and get this JT Miller or Kadri that might save yeah. the ship. Mm-hmm. And, but even then, like without trots, even with Miller or Kadri, in all honesty, do you look at that roster and go, oh, yeah, that's a top two team in the division? Definitely not a top I, two, maybe not a top three, maybe wild card. one that yeah competes for a wild card. Competes. Right? Yeah, they're wild card at best in my eyes without mm. Barry Trotz. And the weird thing is, if they had Barry Trotz, you could I, I could see them being the best in the division. I would put money on them forward. to win the division if they had Barry Trotz. I, Coach, I do think Lane that Lambert. the Metro, 
I do think the Metro is wide open, as we said with Columbus. If they were able to add JT Miller, I don't really see why they couldn't push. But to me, it's what three teams from? How many teams from the Metro make it? Do we think the Atlantic's going to be that much more competitive? And then there's this two wildcard. Right, but do we think that two come from Metro? Do we think two come from the Atlantic? I uh, think if you pair the middling teams between the Metro and the Atlantic, we're looking at Ottawa, Detroit, Boston versus Islanders, Devils, Columbus. Dude, Buffalo too, though, took a step. Yep. Like, and that's not including Washington, because for me, I'm locking up Carolina, Philly, and Rangers, or not Philly, <laughs> Carolina, Pittsburgh, <laughs> and Rangers as the top three teams in that division. I expect mm-hmm. the Devils to take a step forward this year too. Oh, I, I expect a big step from the Devils actually this year too. So the like, Islanders, I can see Devils in the wild card. Yeah, it's very, it's very open, like you said, Kai. The Islanders could finish anywhere. They could finish mm-hmm. in a wild card. They could finish last in that division, realistically. No, mm-hmm. no, Philly's in that division. No. They can't F- Philly, last. you're not, you're not, you're not out <laughs> Philly and Philly. But I'm saying that's how bad it could go because, like, you guys just went through the roster. It's a bunch of old guys, and if they have no trots now. You're telling me that it's going to be that easy to, okay, let's say second last then shortly above Philly. Like that's not great. It's the year to do it with Bedard though. It's the year to do it, but like I am, I'm just going to set the whole team. Like Brock Nelson had 59 points this year. Damn. But like, yeah, like Zach Parise, you remember they signed him to a multi-year deal? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care if it's league men. Like, why are you giving two years to Zach Parise? Yeah. I mean, only has one year left, but. Still, yeah, we'll see. I don't want to dial too hard on the Islanders because there's still lots of offseason left and they have eight and a half million in cap space. So we could see them change. What do you guys think about shifting gears then back to Kadri? Where will he sign? Because there's more reports coming out the longer and longer that this goes. Like He might just resign in Colorado. Well, we've seen a lot of the, all the reports, regardless if it's Colorado or otherwise, is that he wants a contender. Well, what yeah. contender has cap space? Nashville, if you consider Nashville a contender. They cont- well, I they made the Soros, playoffs last year, and they have Soros. But it's Duchesne and Johansson having these really crazy like, comeback seasons, though, right? Do yes. those guys replicate those? If they do, then for sure. But like, given the past couple of years, is that what I want to bet the rest of my prime of my career on for a cup? I'd probably want a better chance, but like you got to balance, you know, the odds of it. And uh, exactly. I think they're an option. Like you said, he wants a contender, but Nashville is not going to be out of the running just because their roster talent, like they have a talented enough roster with Yossi echo McDonough, the back end too. And people have thrown like Calgary around, but like he said no to a trade to Calgary. I, I, no one really brings that up. eh? He mixed a trade to Calgary for Brody. Now, I've seen people going, well, that's because he wanted to stay in Toronto. It's not necessarily Calgary. Well, he said yes two days later. So maybe, sure, maybe it's him going, oh, they're committed to trading me. But I don't fucking know. Maybe he could have, you know, you're going to tell me that if that was the only reason they couldn't go, no, like we're going to trade you to a different team. If you're fine with Calgary, you're fine with Calgary. Like, that's not the reason. He didn't want to go to Calgary. That's it. Yeah. So you think Calgary is just not in the running, even though they have all this cap space and everyone's linking their names together? I would be surprised. I don't want to say they're out of running because, like, Calgary then is not what Calgary is now. Could be now with cause with a uh, Nas on there. Yeah, it's a different right? team. Like, Daryl Sutter. And, can you imagine like Nas and dude Nas and Kachuk to, on the same line together under Sutter? Dude, give it to me. I want it. And you know we we've talked about like how the Flames need more players who are going to support. It sounds like Kachuk you're talking does. yourself into it. 
I'd, I'd love to see it. I think Nas would become a hero there. Like, yeah, he'd be adored, dude. Like, he'd be one of the goats with that team if you know he signed a big seven year deal there. But just given what he's seen and the fact that we've made it this long, you can tell me Calgary hasn't called him at some point already. Okay. Yeah. Well, but they absolutely have. Let me ask the floor. Where do you, do you, any of you guys are going to put your money right now? Fake money. Would you bet Calgary? Cause I'm going to bet Nashville. I bet Colorado. I bet Colorado. Too. Really? Yeah. I think they're going to move Gerard, which get on that. If you know who, but I think anybody. Um, yeah, pretty much anybody, but uh, dude, Ottawa, Gerard, maybe uh, um, you heard it here first, but like, Versus. I think they're I think they're moving out cap space and we're gonna see Nas go there. Uh, maybe he reunites gosh. in Pittsburgh with Brian Burke. Yes. No, I'm I'm predicting Islanders. Islanders. Okay, I like that we're all going kind of off the board here. We got two Colorados and Islanders and a Nashville. I don't think he wants I'd to be pretty surprised with the Islanders. Yeah, I think he's done with Lou. Maybe. I mean team fit it would work it's just up to the player at this point and if he's looking at a contender how much money is the difference like okay i want to sign with the contender here's a 10 million dollar difference i'm gonna sign with the contender hey i want to sign the contender here's 50 million more dollars to sign with someone else you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it, the money does play a factor too i gotta imagine For sure everyone has their cost mm-hmm. yeah so that's Pretty much all we can talk about with Kadri. With all this information, by the time this podcast goes out, who knows? He might be signed. So no point in getting too far mm-hmm. into it. But a guy that might be on the outs too is for his own team and whatever team next, Pierre-Luc Dubois asking for another trade out of Winnipeg. Um, I saw this question posed and I'd like to pose it to you guys. Is Pierre-Luc Dubois the worst NHL player of all time to request two trades before his 25th birthday? I'm going to say no, because there's got to be someone else out there. But like in recent memory, he's got to be. Thing. I, I can't give you a name, but like he's that's a good hockey player. He's a like, good, hockey, still a player. good hockey player. Mm-hmm. But how many times have we seen young players in the NHL have the audacity or the balls, if you want to say it like that? to request trades from their team every couple years and blame the team and not them well, for honestly, their lack I don't, of success. I, a, I think good on him for doing it. And B, like how many players also have we seen that go, hey, congrats, kid. You got to go to Columbus. Oh, wow. I'm sure, you know, how many players have we seen request a trade out of Columbus because they don't like the market? Be granted that trade only to go to Winnipeg. Right. You went from Columbus to Columbus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like no shit we all knew the second that trade happened everybody went he's not staying he's going to request a trade right and not I haven't that seen that much outrage over him requesting a, this trade because like everyone knew it was coming everyone knew he didn't want to stay to come out and straight up say I want to play for the Montreal Canadiens the fact that he didn't even request the trade this time because in Columbus he said can I get traded and then to Winnipeg he asks can you trade me to the Montreal Canadiens that's a different ask as well it's way more entitled and gives your team no leverage. How are they supposed to trade you? Well, when- here's the thing. He's done, he's done perfectly. If you're any other team, I'm not going to trade for his RFA rights. He wants to go to Montreal. He won't sign with me. Right. Okay. He's going to be a Montreal Canadian. There's your center. 
Okay. So you think from the player's perspective, he's played it smartly kind of. Well, he's really forced the smartly. issue for sure. It's a bit different, but he's essentially done a Lindros. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're any That's team, fair. he's not fucking signing with you. Why would you trade for him? But Stuart, don't we hate Dubois because he's a piece of shit or no? Am I wrong? I Dude. can't stand for him doing it. I hate him for it. Under 25 player request two trades. I'll give you one. Who you got? Adam Fox. Did he do that? Yep. Did he? Yep. Name the teams. Carolina, Calgary. He, he went out of both. Teams? I did not know he was on Calgary. NCAA free well, they, they had to sign with Calgary, yeah. got traded to Carolina, and then Carolina wouldn't do it. So maybe not official trade, but he was like, I'm not signing with you. Fuck you. I want to go to a different team because there's only one team that he wanted to go to. It's just surprising as an NHL fan to see this happening. I see it all the time in the NBA, mm-hmm. other sports. Like, play. hey, I want to play here. I go here. Um, it's just well, surprising. We've never seen it yeah. so like blatant and like out in the open of like, I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. Well, usually, yeah, usually guys will wait to their UFAs, right? Exactly. Yeah. Or like you'll see with the like, NC. I guess you do see with the NCAA guys when they refuse to sign the deal. Mm-hmm. Matt Nice coming up next we'll, uh, when he requests a trade. Um, but even then, it's yeah, it's more low key than what Dubois has been. But I don't know if you're a Habs fan, you should be ecstatic. You're gonna get a big power forward that scores 30 goals. Okay, so he requested the trade. This happened a few weeks ago. When is the trade gonna happen? Suggesting it does. Does well, it happen before recently, the season? It has to now. Has to right? Because I why? So. How can you start in a Winnipeg Jets jersey and expect your teams, your home fans, to not boo you? If you're requesting to leave, do Shane start the season with the Avs that one season? That's when we get that sick photo shoot. Where yes. He just like walked off afterwards. That was pretty he's awesome. Pissed off to be there. So that's the thing. We get that situation, or he starts the season to have. I don't. Okay. What do we see as a trade for the Habs then? Can the Habs just say, he wants to play for us? You get this prospect in our pick. That's it. Like, what, what do the Habs do? So here's the question, because I've seen this on Twitter. I see Jets fans saying this is exactly what the conversation has to start with. And Habs fans going, no way, here's a third round pick. No, like, is it you have, of, you have is to it pay. out of the park to ask for Cole Caulfield? Yes. Yes. Completely out of question. You do not Completely ask for Completely out of question. Not yes, even they will, will not get Caulfield. Yeah. Okay. No chance. Okay. So that value, like, I'm not saying that Montreal will do it, but the value is not even remotely close. It's a non-starter. I think every team in the league, except for maybe two or three, would take Caulfield over Dubois. Yeah. Again, it's center versus it's big center that scores 30 versus small winger that's going to score 40, 50, right? Yeah, Dubois is not even guaranteed for 30 every year. Okay. But... Is that conversation? Here's another one for you because this one more, this one I think is more realistic. When it makes it, it has to. Montreal says no way. Nick Suzuki. Montreal says no way. Yeah, I don't think Montreal. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, because Montreal has all the leverage. Like Winnipeg has to move him if he's going to pout like this. Even give yeah, up I really don't player. see why you would do that trade if you were Montreal. Because here's the a. So Suzuki had 61 points this year. Dubois had 60 or 61. 60. Okay, so about the same. They're both centers. Number one, who do GMs like more? Or just NHL teams in general. Big power forward center or small playmaking center? Mm. Canadians are super high on Suzuki, though. And what's the, doesn't matter because here's the most important thing. What's 
where what what's this guy's name? Pierre Luc Dubois. Where does that? Where is he from? Saint Agathe de Mont, Quebec. Who's the other guy that we were just talking about? Nicholas Suzuki. Where's he from? I don't know. Where is he from? I don't know. I wonder where he's, the... he's from. London. Yeah, I was gonna say London, Ontario. I think. Yeah, there we go. Do they, uh, the hometown kid. Montreal, I think. Who are they taking? It so doesn't matter th- what any other team in the league thinks, dude. It's a French centerman. All Montreal's been searching for for how long is the number one center? You're gonna tell me that they're not the gonna French give French guy, yeah, for true. a French one Z. I don't care too. I want more French players on the Habs. There's something that's so romantic and inherently like beautiful about like you know in the Habs teams are like Yvonne Cornwallier, Jean Beliveau, like just all the old French guys, Sir Savard. I'm with you. Arbonneau, like go back to that man. Like, I mean, I know you back then Montreal. Montreal used Dude, to literally like league. only draft them. Yeah, they, they only drafted the them. <laughs> you could like they bought they literally bought a league to draft um Jean Beliveau. That was so fucking gangster of Montreal, by the way. Let's just buy a junior league so we can get all the good players from them. Hilariously funny. Yeah, but it was a different league for Beliveau. It wasn't even for all the players. Like that one specifically was they wanted Beliveau. So oh, he just bought the okay. <laughs> they, like, they already owned the rights for the like majority of the players that were there. But yeah, no, they bought that league specifically for Jean Beliveau. Because Belleville didn't even know if he wanted to play. And then they're like, fuck you. You don't have a chance. Like, if you're going to play, like, it's for us. All right. Penguins fan Stewart, I'm asking you this because you're extremely neutral to the situation. You don't really care about Winnipeg or Montreal. Dubois for Suzuki. Montreal says yes or no. If I was Montreal, I'd say no, just based on the fact that if Braden, like Braden's saying, like, no other team's going to want this guy, why should you pay market value? Like, in a vacuum, I think that'd be a fairly fair trade like it's just a change of scenery for both those guys mm-hmm. like follow up I, I guess i do probably like mm-hmm. dubois a little bit more than suzuki to be honest but i wouldn't tr- trade close to dubois value if he's only gonna go to my team anyways i would like, say Montreal can just wait yeah len one of those players needs a change of scenery and one of them doesn't yeah suzuki doesn't need to move and Suzuki's no. like definitely on an upwards trajectory Whereas Dubois isn't really. I think so, Dubois could still be with the changes, especially dude. If he goes to Montreal, he'll light it up. Like you know. Although that. at this at this point, I think Suzuki's upside is still more. But how nice too is like a top yeah. three center group of Dubois, Suzuki, Doc. Exactly. If they could get Dubois without giving like Suzuki or like Caulfield or anyone like that, obviously should, they should do but it. But then what's a trade? Well, that's where I'm give a third. No, that's where I'm about to go. Um, Winnipeg is rebuilding. It might be looking like if they trade Wheeler, who they're looking to trade. If they get rid of Dubois, they look at how they've been. They kind of need a rebuild. Let's be honest. They yeah. should do it now. Trade Dubois for, to Montreal. I'll propose this to all three of you, starting with Kai. A first, a second, and a third. The Debrinket trade. Absolutely, yes. You do that as Winnipeg. Yes. Do you do that I as Montreal? I would love to get my hands on Montreal's first-round pick for next yeah. year when they think that they're going to make the playoffs. And it's like, I still don't think that they are. I don't think they think they're so, going to make the playoffs. They know that they have yeah. to rebuild. Yeah. So, that's so thing, I mean, right? if you can definitely get your first-round, if you could get the Habs first-round pick, yes. I think at this I point, Montreal honestly, has to trade something like that, right? If I was the I Jets, I would honestly kind of forget about that second and third round pick. Dude, I think that the Habs' first round this year is more untouchable than Cole Caulfield. <laughs> you expect really? to suck. Dude, they expect to suck. It's Connor Bedard and Matt Vaymichkov. 
You're going to trade a first? No fucking way. I don't give a shit if it's Pierre-Luc Dubois. I don't care if it's, I don't know, I was going to say Austin Matthews or McDavid. I care in that, of course. Of course. But like. JT Miller? Yeah, no. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. Dude, Pedersen. If I was the Habs and I went, hey, PD for your first Montreal, I would do that if I was Montreal. I'd say I'm okay. But I mean, what are the odds you land outside of the top two? Pretty high. It's 60%. Such a deep draft year, though. It does, you're still probably getting a PD player at five. But if you miss out on the top two, that's a huge question mark. Not doing it. If. Okay, so let me ask you this, Braden. So, so you're telling me the Habs offered the Canucks their first round pick for PD? You would say yes. As a Canucks fan, would I say as, yes? As a Canucks fan. In a vacuum or given current, like. You're going to say yes in either of those scenarios? I'd want more, but like. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I know. Yeah, I would not be super happy about that, to be honest with you. Don't disrespect Petey like that, Braden. What are you doing? Are we protecting the first at all, or is this completely? Is it one for one? Yeah, like one for one. One for one. It's like, you know, the Montreal might pick first again next year, or they might pick 10th. They might accidentally make the playoffs. (laughs) <laughs> they don't make the, that's the thing though like that division is so strong like it's it is tough to say just because Montreal had that last push there too with like Marty as the coach you never know in the NHL either like St. Louis was in last place the year that they won the cup yeah you know? exactly right that happened they came in years as ago yeah and we're 31st in the league January 1st like but they came in as favorite like I don't know that's just my look I don't I don't look at that as they were in love okay, everyone sure. said cup favorites Islanders made the Eastern Conference Finals and that year they were literally the bottom team yeah. to win the cup I'll, I'll give you that because no and one happened really that recently as well like it happens a lot more than people give it credit Philly if you... was the top team in the Eastern Conference Finals in the bubble year look where they are now but if you're Montreal are you going to be Boston Toronto Tampa you're not finishing above those three. Like, I do not care. Yeah, I want to corral the conversation back into Dewall a little bit then. Brayden, give me a trade that you could actually see. If you have one. If not, then don't worry. You can pass. I mean, okay, give me one second. Because it's going to involve roster players. To me, it has to be roster players for roster players. Let's, right? let's get into it another week then. We don't have to get too much into the Dubois. Okay, Mike Hoffman. Hoffman and a first, right? Like, Hoffman sucks. You don't want to Yeah, why would, you, why would Winnipeg want Hoffman? Uh, I put up 35 points, 67 games. Oh, okay. Here's the guy who's bad, but like everyone likes him. Shove the alpha like this guy, Josh Anderson. You're going to tell me a trade doesn't somehow involve Josh Anderson. Habs are looking to move him. Highly regarded around the league. Big body, fast hits. Yeah, I could see There's that, a player. Buddy. There's You're a guy right. who's in there. Okay, so Josh Anderson. We got one piece. What else are we adding? You're adding like, you know, a prospect and a pick. What do you, what do you think? Oh, dude. Here's another guy. I don't think it's both of these guys, but one guy who, you know, he didn't play this year because he had some issues, but Jonathan Duran. Yeah, true. He's had concussions issues and stuff. Yeah. But. but that's one where you could see like something happening there. I love how I all of us being a part of that trade. All of us are just like, yeah, it's Montreal. Just because like the player that he came out and said is going to happen. Yeah. It's French guy that wants to play Montreal. He's going to play Montreal. It's going to happen. I don't know. If I'm still Montreal, though, I'm still just waiting. Like, how much is longer on his contract? The more and time then... goes on, the more Montreal's leverage increases. Well, that's what I mean. Like, why not just sit and wait? Like, they're not going to be good this year, like we've all been saying. Why do they have to get him this season? They don't. 
Mm. They're not going to be good anyways. They just don't, wait. but that's the, I guess that's the thing is that there's no incentive on either side to make a trade happen right now, other than Winnipeg, just because like the relationship's going to sour more. Mm-hmm. But their leverage, I don't think, increases or decreases as time goes on. We know where the player wants to be. I guess that's a good mm-hmm. point because neither team are trying to be relatively competitive next year, right? Maybe their leverage decreases as the season goes on, just because we know that like the relationship's going to get worse and worse and worse, yeah. and if that gets to a boiling point, but even then, maybe you just scratch the player and say, whatever, like he's just going to set that kills your leverage too. But like, if you have none to begin with, you know, you can't kill someone that's already dead. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's Dubois for you. Um, I, I don't think we did enough shitting on him as a person, but we can do it another week. It's fine. Uh, needs more of this. Yeah. Let's talk about one more hockey topic before we, or we can talk about a couple more hockey topics, but one topic I want to get into is the Penguins because they've done some moves. They're definitely going for it. They're adding Petrie. They traded Marino for Smith. Mm -hmm. Like, is this a make or break year for the Penguins? Are they saying, you know what, even if we lose in the first round, if we don't make it, we're running it back next year because everything's loaded up. And we said the Metro is wide open. They also have some top competition at the top there Carolina and Rangers are not going anywhere Washington's a pretty good team Uh, Pittsburgh's pretty old is there any chance this doesn't go amazingly because everyone's like oh perfect Pittsburgh's back they have all these players what a run let's go Crosby but what happens when that doesn't happen you know what I mean I mean I wouldn't I'm not counting too much on like if your case is Pittsburgh's old Washington's still good Washington's older like no, I'm just saying, let's not assume that Pittsburgh makes a top three plot spot. Let's not assume they go out and have 105 points this year. Like, what if it's a tough year for Pittsburgh? The, like, I'm sorry. I don't love a lot of their depth right now. And yes, they have great defense. They have Yari and Net. It's just their bottom six that needs to work bad? in my eyes. But it could go bad. But if it goes bad, they're they're locked in. It doesn't matter if it goes bad. Like who are they? Like, who are they moving? That's I guess that's what I'm asking. Even if it goes, it goes bad. You don't care. Like that's, if it goes bad, if it goes bad, it goes bad. And it's like, well, all the good, all the good players are still signed. Zucker gets off the contract next season. Dumoulin, who's had kind of two rough years in a row is off of the next season. If it goes bad, it goes bad. Like, obviously that'd be terrible and not what they want, but there's not a lot they can do about it either. You think Kaplan's gone? No, I don't think so. I think yeah. he'll be in Pittsburgh still this season. I think Pittsburgh can't afford to lose him. Pittsburgh's bottom six is too bad. It's it's terrible. But it's Pittsburgh. It's pretty bad. It's Pittsburgh. Yeah, but, exactly. Like, That's what everyone's saying. It's Pittsburgh. It's just like, Pittsburgh. I don't know, they're going to have a Mark Donk or Buzz Flibbit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that is true. Go. They could accidentally fumble into somebody getting up. Like, that's where Brian Russ and Gensel came from. I'd yeah. never heard those names before until they played. But I'd rather not rely on that. But, I mean they could strike gold in the bottom six again and just have some unknown player. Like, is that Drew O'Connor? I've not mind when he's played when I've watched their games. Like, is Philip Hollander going to play or no? For Pittsburgh? No. I don't he know. We'll have, again? we'll have to see. Uh, no, he's, he's on Pittsburgh. He's still yeah. in the roster, but I don't think he's playing. I mean, I think Ryan Paling is going to play. That's a part of the PG trade that I actually really like. Oh, yeah, he'll play. He'll definitely play. There you go. There's your Mark Donk. Like, we found him. Yeah, that's. I think Pittsburgh's fourth line is Paling, Bluger, and McGinn, and that's I'm, a I'm good the fourth, fourth line. line. I just I'm worried about the third line. It's Jeff Carter, and then Kapanen if he signs, and then who else? 
is where I'm lost. And it's not a great third line. Like you'd need a really good player to carry that line unless you're fast. trading for a top six, unless you trade for a top six player and then Zucker can play on the third line. And then I'm happy again. Yeah, man, but, JT Miller. It's going to be great when he goes there. Um, I, if JT Miller goes there, it solves literally all of my worries. And I'm not ecstatic. anymore with Marino, man. But like, I just want to see with Pittsburgh though. Like, you know who needs to take notes? Ken Holland. What do you how mean? Many first, how many first round picks has Pittsburgh made since Crosby? Like since that entire core got there? Oh God, not a lot, dude. But that's what you should be. You remember Holland was like, "Oh, the, what was that quote? Was it last year? Or the year before? It was like it wasn't a year to go for it." It was this year. He said that, dude. That's, that's the stupidest quote in the world. You have Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl on your team. Go for it every year. Pittsburgh's done be. that, and Pittsburgh did the right thing, right? Can anyone say that Pittsburgh hasn't done the right thing by just fucking going all in every year? They have three cups. So, no. No one can say that. No. It was the right choice. You have Crosby, Malkin, and Letang. Fleury and for- they've still had some decent young guys come up through the years. Yeah. Because then that's By where you put all your money into your A lot of third-rounders, right? though. Like you said, yeah. Rust and Gensel, both third-round picks, just coming out of nowhere to be your top Yeah, six but is that by players. accident, though? Or is that, like, actually, like, they're scouting, getting, like, doing their homework? And well, you, of- you got to try to scout it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's the Plus, two pieces there. Mm-hmm. I think a thing with Pittsburgh too is that they're really good at is kind of getting defensemen who are kind of like not regarded and turning them into something like actually decent. Like Marino, before he got to Pittsburgh, was traded for a conditional sixth round pick. Dude, the best example that turned into Justin a, Schultz. That's true. Justin Remember Schultz was great. Bad he was. CC, dude, did you watch Cody CC when he played in Pittsburgh? I was. He was actually a good player in Pittsburgh. Eric Branson mm-hmm. wasn't as bad as everyone said in Pittsburgh. He wasn't good, but he was he was better than I thought he was going to be. He's pretty bad. Like. He was pretty bad, but he was better than I thought he was going to be. Pittsburgh has a knack for turning defensemen around, and I'm kind of hoping that happens. Not that Ty Smith's been bad, but Ty Smith is only 22. Ty Smith is very excited about Ty Smith. I'd be very I'm super excited for Ty, for Ty Smith. That trade made sense to me for Pittsburgh. It was you kind of kicked, like, you got rid of the salary. John Marino hurts. Like, John Marino's a good hockey player, but you get a really high upside defenseman who had his floor, like, is still going to be a bottom pairing guy. Yeah, I loved Marino, but also his offensive capabilities dried up after his rookie year. I saw a stat. Uh, it was two goals in his last, like, 112 games. That's a penguin for Marino. Like, I know he plays defense, but... Yeah, well, that's the thing to me, right? Like, he also doesn't shoot them as a, That's why I liked him as a huge partner potential. Is like, I don't care if you put up points and you're with an offensive defensive yeah, that's player as your, as your partner, right? Like, just hold mm-hmm. it down and let the other guy do the work. How so, about the I'm Petri just, signing? Yeah, How I'm just you- curious what you guys thought of, like, penguin suits in general. Like, I know what I think about it, and I'm pretty happy with them. I get but... it. I don't love the Ruta <laughs> signing. I don't... The one I didn't get was... Back to Montreal. I, I didn't get Montreal wanting Mike Matheson. That didn't make sense to me. Um, I think it's good that Pittsburgh got rid of him. I don't think he's a good defenseman. Uh, he's overpaid. I don't love the Ann Ruta signing. I think it takes up cap space for something that... I don't know. He's a bottom-bearing defenseman. I think I'm most... I agree with that. Because mm. who was his partner in uh, Tampa? Was I, mean, was... I thought he played with Hedman. Yeah, I thought I thought I thought it was Hedman as well. Because it was Cernak and was it Cernak? I, I thought Cernak? it was Cernak Hedman, but maybe not. I don't I think know. Cernak, Cernak, yeah, whatever it is, it's like he either yeah he either played with Hedman or Mc, like McDonough. Like either way, he played with somebody good. So it's like <laughs> he needs that high talent guy. Realistically, I think he's more of a bottom pair. But like, there, it's one last push, mm-hmm. right? And you do know think, he can eat minutes and play with a good player. Like yeah. that's worth something. Yeah, absolutely. And like, if you want to like spread day, out your defense more, you could, you could play him with Latang. And if but I love the, 
Sorry, I love that Latang doesn't have to play like 27 minutes of games anymore. Like Jeff Petrie's yeah. going to eat a bunch of those minutes. Yes, that is huge. Like Jeff Petrie can come in and eat them. And Petrie's a little bit nastier from what I, yeah, like than Marino was. Mm-hmm. Like Pittsburgh has no net front presence on defense. It's pretty minuscule. But Jeff Petrie, I think, will help with that. And Ruda's a little bit of a, you know, bigger guy. That'll yeah. help as well. So I like Petrie there. What I don't get. Or not one I don't get. Sorry, as I was going to say, is what I was going to say is that I don't think it matters if you're a Penguins fan, in all honesty. Because, like, the biggest thing of this offseason, I think, that Penguins fans should focus on is that you get to watch Malkin, Crosby, and Latang all finish their careers together as Penguins. That's, that was the most important for my offseason. Who cares how yeah. they're, who cares if they never win a cup? Who cares if okay. they never make the playoffs again okay. after this? Honestly. I like that like, take. Right? You get to yeah. watch the three, some of the three of the three of the greatest players. Potentially right off into the sunset together. Right off in the sunset together. Potentially yeah. the greatest. That is probably the greatest trio of all time uh, because of longevity. Not at its peak. I'm sure a Yager mm-hmm. Lemieux and something was better. But wow. Francis. Forever, those guys. How have they been able to keep that together for so long? Since 04. I have a question. Shoot, this buddy. Might- let me bring up some numbers here. Wait, first. let me let me answer Stuart's question. What do I think about Pittsburgh's offseason moves? B plus, maybe an A minus, but it comes with this high risk, high reward thing. I love that they're going for it. They're not paddling around. Oh, we're going to sign Malkin, but not go for it. They, they are getting Petrie. They're trading Marino for a younger guy. They're going for it. They <laughs> added a third round pick just to, I guarantee you that third round pick is flipped at the deadline. I love that Pittsburgh is unforgivably Pittsburgh. They're like, we have Crosby, we have Malkin, we have Latane. We are riding off to the sunset and we are going for it. And we do not care if we finish last for the next five years after, which I'm worried they might. But that's oh, fine. I don't care if they finish for the next care. five. If they, if they finish last for five years straight, I don't care. So as long as they do well, they win a couple playoff rounds in the next few years, it's a huge W offseason for Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. If not... They swung and missed, and at least Pittsburgh sees them swinging still. Good for them. Mm-hmm. May I ask my question? Yeah. Chris Letang has 650 points in 941 games so far. His highest ever, 68 points in 78 games this past season. He has no major awards. He only has his Stanley Cups. <laughs> You're going to ask me what I think you're going to ask me. Is Chris Letang a Hockey Hall of Famer? Wow. You know what? I, uh, oh boy. Uh, Chris, to me, God. to me, Chris Letang is in the hall of very, 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 very good hockey players. Really? I, I'll, I'll honestly agree with that, to be honest. No major awards hurts. Like, Okay, but there's some players that have no major awards, and they were still consistently a top five, top ten player while they played. Was, was he a top five a, player? That's what I'm asking. Was he a top five defenseman? I don't think so. Well, I'd be curious to see how many Norris finalists. I saw how many times right. for sure. Five. Let me I double think check. He's had two. I think. I think two. He's missed a lot of time with injuries, right? Like yeah, there was a hurts, season right? that he only played 35 games. And he had 38 points that year. And then he only played 37 the year after that. He had a season with 41. Two yeah, years ago, hurt. he only played 55. Like that's four years right there where he's like, he was out of the running. Yeah, that's fair. that's fair. Finished in the top 10 
uh, four of the last seven years, but I don't see finalists. So like, I think so he's he, only got two finalists. Then. I think he feels like a consistent top 10 defenseman throughout his entire career. You're a top 10 defenseman consistently for over 15 years. So you're not a first, but yeah. you're not a first ballot hall of famer. He's not. Is he a second, third, fourth ballot hall of famer? I think Braden to answer your question. It'll depend on the last bit of his contract, like the rest of his career. Cause he could, if he continues to play at this pace and then finishes his career with like 1300 games played instead of 950. Yeah, because the games maybe. matter. Because like games played definitely matters. He's Isn't also it? been the healthiest over the past couple of years that he's probably been throughout his whole career. He's been health pretty healthy mm-hmm. the last couple of years. That yeah. blew my mind to just look at it and see that this past season was his best ever statistical season. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. <laughs> and he's signed for six point one. Wow, that is season. pretty wild, eh? Kind of Riley esque. Riley was very similar to that with signing the big extension. Um, the thing with Latane though, playoff guy. You look at their playoff runs, man. He was a big part of that. Oh, 16 God. points, 13 points, 15 points. Yeah, you're playing with Crosby and Kessel, yeah. who should have won the Consmite that year. Phil. Well, yeah, I, I think I like the question. Do we settle on no? I don't I hate saying it, but it's a no right now. And then if he mm. plays well throughout this contract, it's a yes. And that's fair to say. I think if he plays well for while Pittsburgh's still contending, I think he can get yeah. in eventually. But if he only plays good this season and then has five straight bad, like subpar years, like I don't honestly, think so. I think he gets in regardless. But like, I think the Hockey Hall of Fame needs some stricter restrictions to get in. Mm. But they make no sense. Kevin Lowe's in, but Alex McGillney isn't. I don't fucking know. That makes no sense. If Marlowe makes yeah. it, I'm going to be upset. I'll be honest with you. I don't think he should be a Hall of Famer, and that's Ooh. the ho- Marlo. Yeah, that's fair. Marlo. Like, he's, yeah. The ho- he's the Hall of Very Good that you're talking about, yeah. and I'm okay to put a bunch of players in there, and that's okay. But yeah. I agree, Hall of Fame should be very prestigious. Joe Thornton is though. Joe Thornton is. Yeah, Joe, yeah, Joe, Joe deserves it. Okay. You know what it kind of feels like? I'm gonna use numbers. Kind of feels like you know if we're playing like Chell, it feels like they let a whole bunch of guys that are like 88 overall into the into the Hockey Hall of Fame that shouldn't be making it. Right. It should be Latang 90. Feels up. like an 88. 89 and it should be like a 93 and up maybe 92 and up you know right mm-hmm. okay I, I like that yeah. analogy is there any more hockey talk you guys want to get done before we hop into brains love corner it's uh, off season so we have plenty yeah. of time left guys so can't really think of anything thanks so much for listening to us still in this off season all listeners still going i know you guys still love the hockey talk but more importantly you love love corner Braden, how has it been going this week with love? Uh, you know, it's there and it's not. And then it's there and then it's not. You know, I, uh, I'm trying to think of the updates this week. I've been talking to a lady off the hinge. Okay. Uh, I could get a date. I know I've got a date. I haven't asked her out for a date, but I know she'll say yes. I, <laughs> I like the optimism. I don't know if I want to do it. Okay, so now we're at the point where you don't even know if you want to go on dates with girls. I feel as though we're going backwards in the no, whole finding thing. I want to go on dates. It's just this lady specifically. Some red Are you flags. talking to her then? Yeah, what's going I'm, on here? I'm talking to her because I'm like, uh, like, we'll suss it out. So first, like, I, I'm talking to her and she's like, you know, it's on the hinge. And I'm like, ah, like, I'm bad. What's your number? Like, 
I'll be better on there. And she goes, okay, so she's mirror number. And just like oddly dry, I kind of feel like she is, you know? Like it's not hard to come up with a conversation because like I just feel like I'm the only, only one putting in effort, but like she'll get us on a good thing back. But like I think it took her a week to ask what I do for work. Okay, so you think she doesn't care about she's not really it's just very asking much like questions all about, you. about her, yeah, which yeah, like yeah. oh wow, a woman who only wants to talk about themselves. <laughs> Fellas, like who's heard of that before? Oh um, my god, I have to cut that for your sake. <laughs> like, do we have 20% female listening to the podcast? And I apologize to all six of you ladies. Maybe cut that. Maybe cut that. Anyway, she only talks about herself, and it's just like, oh man, like. I don't know. Maybe ask about me a little bit. And then look, like I think a good sign if if I go on a date, like when I go on a date, like I remember that first date I had way back. And I was like, this chick's amazing. I've told you, I'm like, oh god damn it, I want a second one. Mm-hmm. And she dyed her hair red too, damn it. I went, oh fuck, I should text her. I have an Ivan case. But um, on that date, I had a great sign on that date because she goes, oh, I'm talking about myself too much. I haven't asked you about anything about you. And I went, I'm fucking killing it. Because the last thing you want to do is do it when you're on a date is to talk about yourself. Like, right? Like, mm. if you talk about yourself too much, like, this is, you're not going to get a second date. For sure. So I'm like, hey, she says that. That's good. That being said, when you're first getting to know each other, it's a bit of a red flag to me if you're only talking about yourself. And like, yeah. you do not ask, not even like ask about right. the other person, but if the other person brings anything up about your life, sorry, about their life. Like when I bring up shit that's going on with me, no response to it even. Like it just keeps up out about right. Her. Okay, I feel you. Yeah. So that's, like, well, that's maybe just we bad just at cut the line conversations, there. right? Yeah. Why would right? why are we so, even well, chasing then, this girl? Well, because part of me is like, uh, so I didn't text her over the weekend, and she hit me up. So I'm like, okay, so she's interested, and I'm like, do I go out on a date with her just to see if it's different in person? Because texting's texting, right? Do I yeah. suss it out? But then sure. I'm like, ah, uh, but what if this person's crazy and then I got to fucking deal with like all the expectations that come after a date too? It's I know it's easy to date, say. Man. Yeah, I know. Come on. So I don't, I don't think expectations are set then. Yeah, but no. some people are crazy. But like, yeah, like I'll, that's probably what I'll do is just like go see how it is and like we'll see. But that's where I'm currently at is I'm just like, oh. Man, you're kind of sounding scared of I'm love. Sca- you're I'm not scared, scared of love because I'm ready. It's just like, I don't want to deal with bullshit. And I here's the thing with love, you know, right? You should feel that. Fuck yeah, like this is good. This is easy talking mm-hmm. to them. The biggest thing to me is like when this chick texts me, I'm not like, oh, I get to reply. I'm like, fuck, I have to reply. Yeah, you know what, Braden? If you're not into it, you're not into it. Yeah, exactly, right? And like, I don't know. I oh well. I, I'm thinking I'll I'll suss it out just to see what it's like. But the, the hygienist one, it was like the same vibes. And remember that date, I went, I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, I, I'm wondering if it's more of the same there. Um, but I'll probably just do a date just so a, I, I go out for one again because it's been a little bit. But I'm thinking that it's probably not going anywhere. Okay. Well, that's fair. We keep on keeping on. Yeah, but that's that. I'm trying to think what else happened this week. So Friday night, I didn't do anything. Saturday night, there was a house party. Went to that. Um, did skinny dip for a solid hour because uh, I don't really care. <laughs> I was the only one that was naked in the pool, but um, <laughs> I didn't have any clothes or any swimsuit. I'm like, oh, come on, we're in like Lulu. I'm not going in the water in Lulu. So uh, I just went in the nude. No shame. Uh, it's all about confidence. Got to portray that. 
did very strong. Uh, people loved it. Um, oh, okay, that one girl, the the one the one with the crazy twin friends from two weeks ago who who mm-hmm. oddly ghosted me. I think I'm her like party hookup now. No. Oh. Because she messages me every like Friday, Saturday, and be like, what, what's the drinking plans this weekend? So I don't know if she's interested in me or she just wants to party. Um, well, for you right now, rude. you know. For what? To like live up to party animal stuff? Yeah. You know me. As I a party can, uh, animal. Kind of, sure, yeah. Not really. You. You don't think wasn't, so? uh, wasn't on the coast over here, that's for sure. Oh, you mean when I was depressed the entire time? Yes. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> Uh, one year anniversary of being single today boys really it's only been a year yeah i know it's you been that long of a year for then. me too i'm looking back it feels I, like it's been a lot longer eh? it does feel like because brains love corners this is going 16 weeks of this yeah when every day feels like an eternity and waking up just feels like the next mommy you went to chore on the hill i climb as sissy fist pushing the rock natural to feel longer than it is yeah um well brayden i you have something optimistic for next week i hope you want to go out on a date this is my task for you i'm signing you homework you go out on a date and you throw yourself out there you find love you go and do it i'm the modern day sisyphus you know brain's love corner is just that myth come to life every week we get to friday and i oh i'm pushing that rock up that hill damn it and then whatever happens on friday just like you said it runs me over and i gotta go back to the bottom and that's opening up hinge again (laughs) yeah well see you guys next week um I'll leave you with a joke as we always do. Uh, you know, I talked to this one girl on Hinge and she was a psychiatrist. She goes, I think you're crazy. I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. Like, I want a second opinion. She goes, I think you're ugly too. <laughs>